Welcome to the Red Spot Marketing Show. We believe every business can rise up to the next level. Listen closely as we share our top secret strategies on how you can rise up and take your business to the next level. All right, hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are live here at the Red Spot Marketing Show. My name is Thomas Deneve. I'm here with Mohammed today. Uh, Mohammed, introduce yourself. Who are you? Just explain to the people real quickly who you are, what you do. Um, today we're going to be talking about traffic, so it's going to be really exciting. Today we're going to be talking about how you can get more traffic. Um, obviously, it's online traffic because that's what we do. We are online guys, so we're going to teach you how you can get online traffic, more online traffic into your business to create more revenue into your business. So, Mohammed, just go ahead and introduce yourself real quick to the, the people listening. Thank you, Tom. Uh, hey, everyone. My name is Mohammed. I, just like Tom, I also work in internet marketing. I've been doing it for a few years now. And yeah, I also agree with Tom. There's a lot of there's a lot of underrated ways, I'd say, to bring in traffic online. Uh, just a quick background: I've been working with a lot of realtors, and their main goal when they work with me is to increase traffic. They want more eyes on their site or their billboards or whatever. Mm -hmm. And usually the best way to do that, at least me, is to work on their blog. You know, as realtors, they make a lot of content. And really the best way to get more traffic to their site is to get, is to give people more reasons to get on their site. Does that make sense? Of course, yeah, yeah, it makes sense, hundred percent. There's there's so many policies and things you have to follow with agents. Do you find that? Like I find, especially with myself, there's so many um, just breaking off into kind of real estate agents. But there's so many different um, there's so many rules, I guess, that you have to follow with agents that that you can't um, that you can't break necessarily, or else you're going to get them in trouble. You, do you, do you find that it's hard to get around these rules? I remember when I first started a couple of years ago and I got my first agent on board with me. I remember. Um, it was tough. I was trying to figure out ways that I was doing. I was doing marketing for other businesses like restaurants, gyms, and all these other types of businesses, and even building companies and hotels. And I could market that stuff differently than I was uh, the stuff that I was doing for the agent. Do you find that, Mohammed? That it's kind of like there's so many holes and loopholes that you have to get yourself through and get around. You know what I mean? Yeah, Tom. Usually, usually it's down to the brokerage. I know Remax can get really, really uh, specific when it comes to what he can and can't say. And, of course, it comes down to the real estate board as well. Some local boards can get really, really uh, frustrating when it comes to all their rules and regulations. You know, in real estate, you even have to make sure you, you spell realtors the right way. Like, you, you can't even say, you can't even type realtors without having the having the word in all caps and having the registered symbol beside it. So it can get really annoying when you put a lot of work into your into your blog and then you have to add in all these disclosures and these footnotes, right? Yeah. Just, that's, where, that's where the biggest frustration comes from, I find. Yeah, just having to have all, follow all these rules but anyway getting back to uh getting back to the topic of traffic um Mohammed what would you say um just going into it right now what would you say would was 
your what was your first experience when you first discovered the idea of traffic because not a lot of people understand internet traffic how it works what was your kind of story behind like your first epiphany like how did it happen for you i remember exactly how it happened for me um but how how did it how did it happen for you so for me the biggest thing that happened was i realized that really for any given topic there's more than enough traffic to warrant a business being made there, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, in real estate, in real estate, it's self-explanatory. But as you go on and on, as you niche down into smaller and smaller fields, you start to see that you know maybe not a lot of people are searching for these, let's say, uh, plastic sunglasses, right? <laughs> yeah. But when you look at the metrics, you'll see that you know there's like a thousand, few thousand people searching for it a month. And that might not be a lot compared to the big industries like real estate. Yeah, yeah. But if you can, if you can get traffic, that kind of targeted traffic for something like, let's say, plastic sunglasses near me, for example, right? You're getting targeted traffic, and it's not very numerous. But I'd say, Tom, the thing that the epiphany was: you don't need numbers; you need targets, targeted traffic. Gotcha. So. So your first epiphany wasn't really, um, you, you kind of understood traffic. When did you, I guess, even thinking back to a couple of years ago before you even got started with this whole online thing, um, what made you think like, man, this is going to be, because you're big into Google, I know that, like like me, we have both, we, we uh, definitely, uh, we work really well together because we... Um, we help each other out in different areas. You, you, you compliment me in the, in the Google side and I compliment you in like the social media side. So I'm, I'm just wondering kind of what made you think like, I'm going to study Google. I'm going to become really good at Google. What, what did you see in Google that you were like, man, this is, this can be big. I'm going to study this and I'm going to get really good at this. That's a good question, Tom. Really, as you know, Google's kind of the biggest search engine in the world, right? I yes. think about, 65% of all searches in the world go through Google. And the sheer quantity of traffic going through there every day on phones and on desktops, to me, it spoke to me. It basically said the best way to use that traffic is to rank, of course, right? It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the best way to monetize something like those, like that position is to either sell something and rank up there or let's say have a website for example or rank highly locally which is kind of my specialty yeah uh, oh he threw throwing out nuggets he's he's good at ranking yeah. people really high when it's a local business so if you guys heard that that's uh it's a gold nugget that's what muhammad does really well anyway keep going sorry <laughs> <laughs> thanks tom so what i was saying with the traffic what really spoke to me was just how much opportunity there was. So you have, let's say, in literally every niche, like right now I specialize kind of in real estate, but uh, across the board, really, there are, in any industry, like even retail, for example, oh, or yeah. let's say lawyers, dentists, yep. there's, there's thousands of searches every month, even in a local area. And there's all these people looking for services, and man, people are searching up. Man, people are searching up how to get their dog poop scooped. Like seriously, like like I bet you that gets searched up like at least a thousand times a week or more. <laughs> That's right. And now imagine how beneficial it would be 
for a local business to have their article about that question just ranked up there, right? Of course. You you get that question answered, and it turns out it's your local dog veterinarian. Exactly. So there's just so much trust there. Now, now you're gonna say to yourself, "Well, next time I want to go to the vet, I'm gonna ask these guys." Exactly. They're authorities. Yeah, they provide. They're giving before they're taking. It's. I like. It. I actually like it because it's. Uh, Gary Vanderchuk. He 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 says it well. He says jab jab, jab right hook. Right. That's he wrote a book on that, and it's so true. Like you got to provide value, and so many people are just out there just to take to take to take, and they aren't out there to actually genuinely provide value and help people before they ask for the sale or before they ask for someone to buy from them or or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get that. That's the main use of blogs I find nowadays. They're moving past simple self-advertising platforms and more into genuinely helping the consumer. And I think that's what Google wanted all along. It's been forcing these companies to really change up their content strategies. Yeah, um... Quick question, kind of off topic. Do you think blogs are becoming more popular when you when you have videos on the blog as opposed to lots of copy on the blog? I definitely think video is more useful nowadays. I think that's where the internet's going. Yeah, I I do. I I mean, especially with social media, the, like with with what I'm doing, I know 100 percent. Like videos are like you're gonna get way more engagement on a video than you ever would a a picture. So. 100% I, I agree so um, but anyway so so okay so I, I, I really like this information you're given Mohammed but uh, my I guess my biggest question and the question of this 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 podcast this show today is is it's on traffic and so I guess my biggest question to you would be like what would you say is your top secret biggest way to get traffic on Google like if you if you had a, a, a notebook full of your secrets what would be the number one uh, secret that you would tell? I'd say answer questions. Answer, 100%. answer questions. That's right. Huh. So let's say, Tommy, you, you just said it right, yourself, right? With the, the dog question. Yeah. Now, that in itself, if you search that on, let's say, on, let's say Google, right? They'll answer that question for you by bringing up a snippet of what you know, a pet website wrote, right? And they'll also provide other questions that you can answer just underneath there. They, they call that the, the other searches box, I think, or related searches, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, just searching that one question, it leads me to answer, like I got my original question answered and now I have all these other ones popping up. Yeah. Now, imagine over these several questions, I see that the same website is constantly being featured there. Now, I'm clicking into these sites all the time. Now, I click it for the dog question, and then I click it for the cat question, and then for, like, my fish question. That's, like, three pet questions answered from the same site. Yep. And that is traffic, right? That's that's how, that, that's quality targeted traffic. Now, I have a relationship with this site. I will turn to it for my pet needs. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It makes sense. Are you are you paying for this traffic, or are you getting? Are you just doing this all organic? Now you can make a question like, you could technically make an ad for something like, how long does cabbage last in the fridge? <laughs> or yeah. you can write uh, an article about it. Yeah. Now the article, the 
the article that you make about that question about cabbage, it's going to last a lot longer because it's a lot more targeted. Okay, it's it's very long tail. Yeah. And when somebody searches that question, it's a very specific one. So when you pop up for it, that's it's a small amount of traffic for sure. Mm. Like compared to let's say cabbage searching cabbage, that's that's like a million a million a month. But just searching something as specific as how long does cabbage last in the fridge, you're going to get maybe like 100, maybe 200 a month. But those are people explicitly on your site just to learn that question. Yeah, exactly. Now imagine, for example, you're a local supermarket, right? Mm-hmm. And you sell cabbage. Yeah, I like cabbage. Yeah, now, now that traffic um, online, now that online traffic is going to translate to physical traffic. Yeah. Because you're getting a question answered by a local company in this case, and you're gonna say, "Well, these guys know their stuff, and they've answered my question." Mm-hmm. Now there's a bond there. Now I'm gonna go there a lot more. Gotcha. Makes total sense. Yeah, you're just. I mean, all this talk about cabbage making me hungry, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, that's 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 very interesting. That's a very interesting strategy. Definitely um, a lot different than than um, I would say what what the average person would probably think about traffic on Google. Um, most people that use Google, I'm I'm assuming probably just just don't even they just use it just for the the purposes of that. They don't they don't really look at what you're talking about. They don't really care. There's there's a lot of false information on on Google as well. But I think Google's algorithms do pretty well to put out the valuable information as opposed to like the the fraud type information. What do you think about that? Like, because um, I, I know that Google is very, um, uh, I, I, what's the word, like limited towards like the information that they allow um, out and the information that they rank very well has to be like good information. You know what I mean? So what's your thoughts on like, on like that? How do you, how do you make sure that it gets ranked well and that it's like good information do you just make sure that it's good information do you word it a certain way do you type certain words in there like how how would you do that so you in the past tom it was very easy to kind of game google and make your low quality content rise up there in, in the ranking and get more traffic yeah but google's algorithm has gotten so good that it can it can tell what's quality and what's not Huh. So it's really on the company creating the content to really try nowadays. They really have to try and make good quality content. In the case of the cabbage question, going back to that one, you know, you don't have to write out a 3,000 word essay for that. But hmm. as long as the question is clearly answered by that article, right? Google's going to say that it works, right? Gotcha. And of course, there are other factors like like the company behind the article and you know the length of the article is it a video or not stuff like that it really makes an impact but generally the more quality and the, the more quality in the article the more it's likely to to be seen you could say gotcha well, that's very cool um, cool man well i would i would say that um, I would say that that's very valuable information to the people listening. Um, I, w- I would say, like, um, for for me, for traffic, um, for social media, it's 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 similar, but 
mine well there is the algorithm and there is there is that side of things but i wouldn't say it's as uh important as the actual consumer uh social media is basically based off of the consumer the actual person reading it not really the actual algorithm and it's becoming more of a a type of platform where the algorithm is more in control especially like facebook but um i would say quality it's at least manually isn't it yeah, yeah, it is. But but at the same time, when you have good content, no matter what, the, the algorithm is not going to stop it from getting out there because people are going to share it, people are going to like it, people are going to tag their friends in it. They're they're going to do things that are just going to organically help it grow. You understand what I'm saying? So isn't the organic reach limited though? I heard I heard that's that's what's going on with Google or sorry Facebook. I heard that on Facebook is getting reduced considerably. Okay, yeah, so so there is this talk of, um, yeah, yeah, 100%. So that is true. In, when you make a post, apparently like only like a 10% or 20% of your actual following will see it, okay? So that's pretty small percentage. If you have like a, a following of, say, 10,000 people, only about 1,000 people are going to see your post as opposed to all the 10,000 or maybe like 50% or whatever. So basically the reason Facebook's doing that is because they want you to pay more money so that more people will see your posts. So basically what what um, a lot of businesses and even, even myself are doing is when you make a post, you promote it for five, $1 to $5 a day and then you let it run for for uh, seven days so maximum your budget would be about $35 and then your post will just get more recognition it'll people your more of your following will see it right so that's 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 basically what I've been doing it's a strategy that if you look at a lot of businesses even online you can go into Facebook and you can even look at like Nike like big companies massive companies they're all doing this like the posts that they make they're promoting the posts that they make and they're promoting they're doing a lot of content uh facebook is changing the way that their algorithm algorithm is also with um the content in in the fact that where is the content leading to so if i make an advertisement where is that advertisement linking those people from facebook to? so if i can keep everyone within facebook it's actually going to facebook is actually going to push that advertisement out and i'm going to get a better um cost per click as opposed to if i get a click and I take them off of Facebook and they stay off of Facebook. So keeping people on Facebook, this is something that um, will keep your costs down and will also help you improve your traffic as well and improve your clicks. So um, doing content that is actually based on Facebook is like super powerful. That's why um, I've been integrating a lot more like live videos on Facebook as opposed to just doing a video and uploading it to Facebook just because live videos are way more powerful same with on instagram same thing like live videos on instagram are more powerful than just your standard video right more people will see it even even like uh on your stories like these stories people are so engaged on stories and stories are in an incredible way to gain traffic like just story advertisements are like insanely powerful totally yeah and i also i'd also say that's the factor of People being on Facebook for different reasons than on Google, let's say, it really creates the need for a totally different type of content, right? Yes, exactly. People aren't going to be exploring a site, for example. Exactly. It 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 honestly has to when when you're advertising on Facebook, it honestly has to go. It kind of has to almost go 
in line with what there is already on their feed. If it pops out too much, then it just looks weird and they just keep scrolling. It's almost like when you see a banner ad, it it just doesn't really you don't you don't really look at it. It just goes past your your uh it, you don't really focus on it. You don't remember anything. Like when's the last time that you looked at a banner ad, honestly? Like I don't remember the last time I looked at one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so so a lot of times people will focus more on the things like uh, like influencer marketing is a, is a big thing, like getting people to take pictures with your product. Now, this is something that companies are starting to do a lot more, and, and it works really well because it, the reason it works well is because it fits in with what is already on the people's social media. Like people go on social media not to buy things, not to search things, not to learn things. They go on social media to chill out and hang out. And then when you're, when you're, it's just like when you go to a, a, say a dinner and there's one person there that's involved in say network marketing and that person's running around trying to advertise something to you and sell you something and you know that. So you try and stay as far away from that person as possible. Have you ever had that happen? I've been there. Okay. So it's the same thing as on, as what's happening on Facebook and Instagram and social media. People see that you're advertising stuff. And then they try, they, they don't follow your page. They end up not engaging with your content. They don't like you because cause you're trying to advertise things to them rather than trying to fit in and be cool and be their friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just goes back to not being like an online salesman. Yeah, exactly. You got to put it? Yeah. Well, you are selling, but you're selling you're strategically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, but but there's a big difference from that and let's say being the being the car salesman who just goes up to you at the dealership and asks you what you want, right? Yep. No, 100%. I agree. You have to be more of their friend than than a salesperson for sure. And I think like a lot of people, they misunderstand that concept. Even me for the longest time, man, I, I, I did that. I, I used to just try and like sell things online. I used to think like, oh, I'll put up an advertisement and I'll become a millionaire. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like so many people think that and then they, then, then, uh, then the reality hits and you actually do it. And then you're like, dang, this, this doesn't work. Like, I'm like, Hey, buy my product. And then you post an ad up and you target it to people that you think you should target it to or whatever. And then, and then, and then you see like, it doesn't even work out. You get zero clicks. No one likes the ad or anything. And you're like, why does no one like the ad? And it's cause it's a friggin' advertisement of the product. And it's not even an advertisement. Like no one goes on Instagram to look at products or no one goes on Instagram to look at, uh, like your, I don't know, like your special course or like what you can do for them or like all this other crap. They go on Instagram, just like I said, just to hang out and, and check out what their friends are doing and see interesting things. And, and that's about it. You know what I mean? I think it's important to realize that people on the whole, they're not as dumb as you would think. A lot of people, they know that they're being sold to and you got to respect that. Of course. For sure, hundred percent. But um, anyway, Mohammed, I think I think this has been great. I think it's uh, been a great show, and um, I I feel like we I think we provide a lot of value to the people listening. So um, I think we're gonna close off here. Do you have anything left to say? Any last thoughts? I would say, just you know, the car salesman thing just reminded me. I would say the best advice I could give is. To anyone advertising on any platform, whether it be Google, Facebook, or Instagram, just keep in mind that people 
when they're looking for something, they'll know that what they're looking at is an ad, supposing that you sell to them. So just keep that in mind and don't make your ad too desperate. Just like if you're cold calling in person or selling in person, people can smell that and they'll they'll, they'll turn away. That's happened to me a lot of times. Yep, exactly. That's pretty much it for me, Tom. No, I think that's 100% true. You hit the nail right on the head. I think uh, you have to allow people to feel like they're making their own choices and not like they're being um, manipulated by your advertising and by you. Exactly. Because people don't like to be manipulated. People love to buy things, but they hate to be manipulated and they hate to be controlled. They like to feel like they're making the decision themselves. So um, the biggest thing is to make them feel like they are making the decision. It's them that is that is that is going to be buying it, and it's not because of your strategic marketing strategy. But um, yeah. Anyway, I think my biggest my biggest tip was would just be just to get started because I think uh, you you never know what you're going to catch unless your hook's in the water. So you got to you got to drop your hook in and you got to you got to start you got to start somewhere. So um, I think the biggest tip for me is just even myself was just to get started and and start going and get over the fear of of maybe losing a couple dollars and through the process because you're going to learn money it's it's going to cost money to learn and and that's what's going to happen but um it doesn't always have to happen that way i guess that's only if you want to do it yourself but if you if you get on with uh someone like myself or muhammad who's been there who's who's done it um you can do that as well. And if you guys are interested in getting on a strategy call with uh, myself or someone on my team, you guys can go to uh, www.redspotmarketing.ca uh, forward slash call, and uh, we're gonna we can set up a free strategy call where we can actually help you create a plan for your business, so you don't have to go through all the struggle of trying to learn it yourself. Um, so if you're interested in doing that, it's www.redspotmarketing.ca slash call. And uh, you can pick a time that works best for you, and then uh, someone on our team will uh, get a hold of you and create a plan for your business, and then you'll be able to take that plan. And if you want us to execute on it, then you can allow us to execute on it. If you don't, then uh, you can just take it and get your team to do it if you want, or you can just rip it up and throw it in the garbage. It's totally up to you guys. Um, but anyway, that's it for today's show. Uh, thank you, Muhammad, for jumping on, and uh, I'll uh, talk to you guys uh, tomorrow night. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you have any questions about what you heard or would like more information on what we can do for you, please call 833-323-2424 or visit redspotmarketing.ca. We look forward to having you on the next show.